All right, so I have special guest Katie Flower back. Good to have Katie here. I am Chad Parsons, and we're going to go through a couple top three lists. And with Katie on, you know, for folks that don't know, you know, that as good as she is in Debbie, and we're going to discuss that in one of our top threes, also quite the culinary expert, Katie. And I have firsthand experience. Uh, I think we talk about cooking one out of every maybe two, three times, you know, in terms of having a discussion or one of our previous recording sessions. But first of all, good to have you on. And also mixing cooking and deving. Debbie feels like right up your alley. <laughs> well, thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me. And absolutely both subjects. Love them. Uh, in fact, I made bison and bacon chili for dinner tonight with oh, Fritos no. and cheese. And oh my God, oh, no. Russ's, Russ's first comment was, oh, no. wow, this is great. And you better remember how to make this exactly the same next time. Can I ask, is that called Frito pie? What is Frito pie? Frito pie is basically like that. It's chili with Fritos and underneath or on top or some sort of yeah combo. Okay. So there's many iterations of that because I actually had Frito pie then officially for the first time when we were traveling around. They had this happy hour thing at a hotel and I couldn't get enough, Katie. And I know, again, no bison, no fancy stuff, no anything. It was probably out of a can, but it was very tasty. And honestly, I'm not a Frito fan, but that moment I was uh, I was hungry at the end of the day, but I was a Frito fan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so top three, and I, I'm going to go first just because, again, you're you're going to blow me out of the water. I, I, have a, I have a guess in terms of like, you know, in terms of the nuance here. So this is either cooking or recipe ingredients in general. What kind of gets you going uh, with with top three ingredients? So I'm going to go with all three of mine, which two of them, I would say 10 years ago, I wouldn't have put on this list at all. So they are relatively newcomers for me. Number three, blue cheese. And basically, this is a proxy for anything that has some some funk on it for for cheese. I used to be a cheddar, Monterey Jack, you know, all the mild stuff. And now blue cheese, you crumble that, you put it on a salad, you put it anywhere and everywhere, and and I am suddenly interested. Number two, jalapeno. Love the fresh stuff. I find it interesting that some are super spicy, some are more mild and flavorful. Uh, I think it almost, you know, it could be in the same batch I grabbed from the store and and some will blow your doors off and other ones you're like, ah, that's not much of anything. Uh, so again, I love the variety. Uh, it's one of the big reasons I love nachos and, and Mexican is you can put a jalapeno on it no matter what. And number one, avocado. It juices up a salad. Uh, I, I mean, if you could put it on a burger, you put it on an omelet. Uh, I think it has a lot of versatility there and uh, just adds a really nice creaminess. And and honestly, talking about the jalapeno, I think a cool stuff down avocado has that almost milk element where it uh, it can kind of ha- be the the cool to something that might have a little uh, you know a little pop on it. So those are my top three: we got blue cheese, jalapeno, and avocado. What about you, culinary Katie? Okay, so I love to cook. I cook every night uh, on the weekends, two, three times, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I look for the most versatile, most important ingredient, something that every dish has one of these three ingredients. What are my top three? So cheese. And I left it wide open because there's so many different types and cheese itself is so versatile. You can make a bechamel sauce. You can just sprinkle it on top. You can incorporate it in lasagna and layers. And it, there's just so much you can Cube, do. Cube, shredded. I mean, you still have a variety or the finely shredded, right? It's almost grated. Yeah. Yeah. And all the different varieties, the feta with the saltiness. And then you you have to offset your own seasoning, knowing that you're putting a cheese that has a higher salt content. So... That's my number three. Number two, tomatoes. 
again, very versatile. You can cook them. You can serve them raw on a salad, slice them up and put them in a sandwich with mayonnaise and bacon and a little bit of lettuce, perhaps, and salt and <laughs> pepper. And yeah, you got yourself. Can I, uh, can I ask you, are green tomatoes, where are they on the spectrum versus a red tomato? Just in, in general, I know red has a variety too, but but green tomatoes specifically. Right. Green tomatoes are before they ripen, but once they're full size and before they ripen, you can use them in salt. So you can fry green tomatoes, which are fantastic, but they're they're sour a little bit of a bitter tartness taste. You can make a relish out of them. You can make almost like a sour apple compote that you would put on pancakes or, uh, you know, just wow. make a jam out of it or something like that. But green and red tomatoes are very versatile and they're in, and it, you can even make ketchup out of the tomato. So, and my number one, onions. And again, there's so many different varieties, red onions, white, yellow, some are sweet, some are spicier, some are you want to eat raw, others you want to cook, and they can be boiled, sauteed, add them in it, everything. Soft to firm, or even raw, you can put it right. the entire spectrum, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And is it, chili, you normally sprinkle them on raw at the very end, right? As a topper, garnish? Yes. Okay. Right. But they're also in chili. You dice them up and you saute them and you get them. And I will say, Katie, you know, watching her, I I will say it was like, it was surreal because we we just randomly went shopping. I still remember in Mobile and you were like, you got stuff for the, you know, for the week, for the four or five, six days, whatever it was. And it was like, I was like, no recipes. You're like, no, I just grabbed stuff. (laughs) And you just like grabbed it because you knew how everything would go together. So it's no surprise in your top three here that you picked, as you said, things that are versatile, things that you're going to look for of like, you don't really need a recipe, you know, hey, I'm going to, what, what, what kind of cheese would go with this? Or, you know, what type of onion and how would I blend it in for this certain dish? Um, and you can pretty much just put things together. Uh, it's almost like a math equation, you know, just by going through the store. All right. And we're going to totally flip the page. It is the, the Devi time of year here. In March, April, we see some drafts go through. And our, our other top three for this week is top three reasons why Devi leagues are great. Uh, so these are going to be promos. Uh, Katie, it seems like once a year we would do our our pitch for Devi. You know, if you haven't tried it, here's a good reason. Or if you're in one, here's why you might want to try a different format. Uh, so why don't you go first on this one? Top three reasons Devi leagues are great. Okay. So number three, it helps you be up on the rookies before your league mates in non-Devi leagues. Number two, you can get some serious bargains. And number one, you if you watch college football, you can discover a player that none of your league mates know about. Wow. Yeah, we had, we had a one and a half parallels there, I think, in, in terms of what our answers was. Uh, number three, I'm going to say preemptive study for your rookie drafts and other leagues. You know, you just you're, you're familiar with players as freshmen, sophomore before they're even draft eligible. And if they go back to school, it's not like you forget about them. Uh, they're still part of your Debbie landscape. Number two, I like the increased dev, uh, trading possibilities. You know, you have teams that are out of it, teams that are uh, collecting Devi and it makes it easier to to collate trades because you have rookies, you have Devi, you have veterans, obviously, and the picks, you know, obviously have a, a wide variety of value based on maybe where the Devi cutoff will be uh, and and rebuilding versus contending teams. So I just think it it has it, it's a lot more versatile. And then number one, these are my favorite drafts, the combo drafts, whether rookie and Devi combined. If you put a little IDP in there, but at least if, if you have the option at, at a lot of picks with rookie or Devi, those are my favorite. 
Um, and, and frankly, we didn't include this though, but Katie, it's also the most common draft to have before the NFL draft, which is also a fun experience. You get one or two bites at the apple before late April or early May, which is a, a big perk there. So there you go. Between us, you got five or six different iterations of, of why Debbie leagues are great.